Okay. Hello? Okay. Now we're now we're going. Hi, welcome back to the MSG podcast. I have had to restart this multiple times for some odd reason. Don't know what's going on, so hopefully it works. Um yeah, so it's me. It's, it's your boy Trey coming back at you with another solo episode. Um so I thought I would talk about something I've been I guess got stuck on. Um last episode I was talking about Catholicism stuff. Well, specifically Mary. Um, but I thought, hey, it's been I don't know how long since last time I recorded because I don't like doing solo episodes at all, if you can't tell that already. So, I don't know. I've been stuck on something interesting. Um, this isn't really, well, I guess this is kind of like a podcast episode, but it's like a Bible study episode. Um, it's really only a Bible episode because I, I can't think of anything else to discuss alone. Um Biden hasn't done anything interesting that I pay attention to, so I don't, I don't know. That's a joke. Relax. Um, so I thought I would discuss some stuff I've been going over. Um, I have kind of been stuck on something here in the Bible for the past, like, well, theoretically the last 48 hours, and it has been absolutely killing me. I could not get it out of my head, and I, I don't know, I had to... I don't understand it, so I guess I'm going to go over it. I threw a box. I'm going to go over it. I'm going to try to explain it, um, at least from what my understanding is. Uh, just fair warning, I could be completely wrong. Uh, I could be partially wrong. I have no idea. Uh, from what I understand, I think I did a decent job on this, but you know, I'm sure my interpretation will not agree with everybody's, um, I guess, opinions on certain views of other stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> I swear I, I can't keep doing solo episodes. It's killing me. Like I'm not kidding you. It really. That's why I don't do episodes alone. That's why it's been like three weeks since I last recorded. I don't do episodes alone. But I thought, hey, might as well do this. Okay, so I don't know. I've been recently going through. Right now, I'm going through John, the Book of John, the last Gospel, I guess. I've gone through all the others now. I've been John. I'm about halfway through it now. I don't know what I'm going to do after John. I don't know. Pfft. I already read X. Um, maybe we'll do Old Testament. I don't know. But I, I've been doing this uh, along with things on the side. Like I'm trying to research, like I guess, like church history. I kind of did something on the elect, but I frankly didn't. I didn't study that at all. <laughs> I don't know. There's a bunch of different topics, and there are so many new things that get thrown at me each day. And it's like I really want to look into it, but I just can't. I got to focus on stuff. So... I'm trying to do my study in my Bible, and then right now I'm trying to study church history specifically. So, and I'm not talking about church history because I don't have really any knowledge on that stuff yet. So, um, yeah. So I'm gonna be going over. Really, it's a it's a parable, right? I think it's a parable. From what I understand, it's a parable. Never mind. I'm gonna say right now it's a parable. Uh, it's a parable that Jesus tells in John chapter 15. Uh, my Bible says the vine and the branches. Uh, what do the other ones say? Do they all say vine and branches? Oh, the true vine. Is that King James? Yeah, this King James says true vine. And it's about vines, it's about branches, it's about a tree and, and fruits and such. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to be going over that. I'm not going over this entire chapter. Um, even, even this parable, I'm not going over this entire parable because it really seems to stop 
that being that parable, I think it's verse nine when it stops being that kind of parable. Um, and it kind of just slaps you in the face with what it's saying. Um, but I don't know. I think, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know. I, I was reading it and I guess I got stuck. I really got stuck on verse two and it slapped me in the face. So I guess, uh, I'll read one through four. I think that that does pretty well. So, uh, this is John 15, 1 through 4, and it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So, um, I guess... I don't know. We're going to try and dissect most of that. <laughs> I, 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 granted, verse verse one, it's, I mean, it's, it's simple. I am the true vine. I am. This is referencing Jesus Christ, right? I am the true vine. He's referencing he's the vine. And my father, God the Father, is the gardener. I think in King James it says husbandman. I don't know, but they're interchangeable. So he's the gardener. So that, that's, I mean, that's pretty easy. Verse one, it's, I mean, it's, I, I, it's, I don't know. It's, I guess it's a literal at that point, <laughs> right? Um, not literal at all, but you get what I'm saying. Um, and then I guess we'll go to verse two. And verse two is where I, I guess I really got stuck on. And I spent the last two, 48 hours. I've had the last two days off of work and oh my gosh, it's been killing me. So verse two says, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. So... I really got stuck on that. Like most of this, I was like, oh, this is pretty, pretty easy to comprehend. But I, I got really stuck on two. The very first time I read that, I immediately thought it was referencing. So, so you have, you have two halves of this verse. The first half of verse two says, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. That's the first half. The second half says, while every branch that does not, or while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so it will be even more fruitful. That's two halves, right? I immediately thought both halves were talking about the same person. And from what I understand, it's not, I don't, I don't, now I'm at the point where I'm like, this is not referencing the same person. So when I first read that, the first thing that came into my mind, which is just a very bland thing to say, and I was like, I was, I was like oh, is that saying that, you know, if you can become a believer and you can still lose, like you could lose your salvation, which brings up a bunch of stuff that I'm not getting into. Uh, <laughs> if you really, if you really, I guess, have trouble with that whole salvation stuff, I would, I don't know, I find Hebrews 6, was it 4? Hebrews 6, 4 through 8. I think it's 8. It might be, I don't know. Just read Hebrews 6. I don't know. I don't know what. Granted, that's not talking about a believer, that's talking about somebody who isn't a believer. But it still works in the same context um, if you wanted to use it that way. Um, but either way, that's not what it's saying. <laughs> but that's what I thought. And I was like, oh, shoot. What the heck did that say? I was like, that that sounds very contradictory. And I, I, I don't know. I went all out. I started looking into this and really trying to break it down. So, I mean, I already went over verse 1. We know that Jesus is ref- referenced as the true vine here. And the father being the gardener or the husbandman, if you're in King James Version. So... Uh, basically what it's talked about is talk about, essentially we are the branches, right? That's what it's saying, right? Um, where does it say we are the branches? It says branches, I think it's in six or seven. 
if you remain to me, where's me also I, I can't I can't remember. Uh it's like somewhere five through seven. Oh yeah, it's in six. If you do not remain in me, you are no, that's not I don't know. I, yeah, it's probably in five. I'm not going over that. Um so let's go over verse two. So it says he talk about the gardener, um, cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. So if you think about it like this, when you talk about I am the vine, when it's saying, or I am the true vine, when it's saying Jesus Christ is the vine, you could think of that as uh, vine also meaning like, oh, he's the tree, right? So you have like Jesus Christ being the tree, us being the branches, right? And I think branches are referencing everybody, not just believers, but it's also referencing everybody. Um, and then you have the father being the gardener, um, basically one who planted the seed in the first place. Uh, also, I think what's not referenced, not, well, I, I don't know. It may not be referenced or it may be way too hard for me to understand it. But I also think you think of it like this. Think of it like this. Think about it like you have this guy. Let's say God the Father. He goes out into this big old field, right? God the Father goes out. He plants this seed, this apple seed, right? And it turns and it grows into this big old tree. Now, uh, Jesus Christ is the tree. We are the branches, whether we're, you know, then you have ones who are producing fruit, ones who aren't producing fruits. But that tree, in order to produce fruits, right, what does it need? Well, if it's a big old tree, you know, wants to grow apples, I guess in this case, uh, if you want to say it like that. Uh, it needs, like, sunlight, and it needs water. It needs to be rained on. You know, it needs all this nourishment. That's what I think the Holy Spirit is, right? It goes into the tree and through the branches, through the branches, right, it, to produce these these fruits, right? So, like, for uh, where does it say that? Um, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine, being Jesus Christ. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me, Jesus Christ, again. So, um, I got really stuck here because I was looking at this, and when I was looking at the original text, actually in Greek, which I could be wrong here, the branch only comes in into the first half of this verse, not in the second half, which I thought very interesting. So, when we look at branch, shoot, I, I'm... I'm not going to lie. This is very difficult to do alone. <laughs> uh, where's branch? Is it claymos? I think it's claymos. Uh, yeah, the, the Greek word for branch in this first half of verse or verse 2, in the first half, he cuts off every branch. Branch. Uh, the Greek word found is claymos. Uh, claymos? Claymos? Something like that. That's the Greek word, which basically means it means a tender or flexible branch. That's that's pretty understandable. That makes sense. Okay. Um the second half of that verse, when it says, um, he, uh, while every branch that does not bear fruit, or I keep reading that wrong, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so it will bear even more fruit. Branch is not actually in the original Greek, from at least from what I could tell. I could be wrong. Uh, it seems to be in all our, uh, in like King James and NIV and CSB and whatever else versions. I think that's just to help you understand the verse better. I'm not going to lie. It threw me off. If that wasn't like, there's a few things in here. I was like, yeah, that just, that really messed me up. Um, but branch actually doesn't seem to be there. It's not the same word. It's not claimos. It's actually uh, the word that appears there when it says, um, uh, while every branch that does bear fruit, uh, basically every branch right there, the word there in Greek actually is, what is it? Is it uh, pos? Pos. Meaning any or every. So basically, uh, if you, you can interpret that in, it's not actually meaning a tender, uh, what would we say, a tender or flexible branch. It's actually meaning every. 
And I think it's talking, I think specifically, if you want me to be honest, I think it's referencing a believer. So while every believer or while every one that does bear fruit, he prunes, so it will be even more fruitful. Whereas in this first half, we see he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Now, when you think about this, I'm thinking he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, right? So you're like, okay, if I'm a believer, I'm not producing fruits. Does God cut me off, right? You know what I mean? Like, does he just throw me in the lake of fire? Do I, I, what does Catholics say? Do I get damned? (laughs) I was like, that that doesn't really make sense because that seems to be referencing a you losing your salvation, which I, I just went over. I, I don't agree with that. Um, so I started looking into it more. Um, so um, with uh, – I'm doing so bad at keeping track of this. So he being God the Father um, cuts off, okay, cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Cut off right here. The Greek word cut off means uh, aro or ero. I don't know. I'm not perfect with Greek, guys. I know like six words in Greek. Okay, get off my back. And they all have like a thousand different meanings. <laughs> um, so there are two possible meanings I got out of arrow. Uh, two possible meanings. One of them was meant to raise up or to lift up. And I, I actually watched a YouTube video. A guy gave me a little explanation of this verse. And he's like, okay, your father isn't going to cut you off. He's going to raise you up because you're not producing fruit. He's going to raise you up so you'll start producing fruit. And I said, that doesn't seem to be correct. Like, I don't, like, I understand when it says branch in that first half, it's a clay moss, right? You know, a flexible or tender branch. But it also saying it's cut, it will cut off those flexible or tender, tender branches. My dyslexia, my dyslexia is kicking in. Um, so it says uh, cut off, uh, arrow. The second meaning of that also means to take off or away, to tear away, to rend away, or, or literally to cut off. It means to basically to rip it off. So essentially, if in this figurative speech, it sounds like it would be like to, to literally cut it off the tree, right? Just like when you when you, uh, you when you pick weeds, you're picking you're literally picking the weeds and trying to pick the roots out because they're doing nothing good, right? So so you can have the flowers or bushes or I don't know whatever else you have, I guess. And I was like, okay, because the guy who was talking about it, it sounded like he was giving a wrong interpretation, talking about he will raise it up, but that doesn't seem to be what it's talking about. And it's like, okay. It, what I what really messed me up when I read this, right, is in this first hat when it says, he will cut off every branch in me that bears no fruit. When it said, in me, I was so confused by that. I was like, okay, well, if he says, I will cut off every branch that produces no fruit, I was like, yeah, okay, a branch that doesn't have God, right? You know, if you're not saved, like, he's going to cut you off, you know, you're going to be separated from Christ. That, that would make sense. But it, then it says, in me, and this is specifically talk about the uh, the vine or the tree being Jesus Christ, everyone in me that does not produce fruit. I was like, that makes, that, that confuses me because it sounds like you're saying a believer that just isn't producing fruits is going to be separated from Christ. And I was like, that sounds really off. And ultimately what I came to, and, and I could be wrong here, but I, I think it's like this, right? I think when it's saying in me, when it's saying in Jesus Christ, it's not talking about salvation. Uh, one way you could say it's like a, like a disciple, right? Um, you take the 12 disciples, right? I mean, there eventually were, ended up being 11. Well, I guess there are none now, but actually, no, that's not true either. I don't know. I'm really stupid right now. Okay, so you take the 12 disciples, right? And we all know Judas. Uh, Judas is, is Karat. Is that his name? Is, is Karat? I don't know, but there were two Judases, but this one is the one who betrayed Jesus, right? So he was a disciple of Jesus, 
but he wasn't saved. And, and it seems like everything actually points to him not actually having true faith and belief in, in Jesus Christ, even though he was around Jesus for like three years, you know, witnessing all these miracles and all these different things, right? And he still ended up betraying Jesus because he never truly had this faith. Now, he was a disciple, but he wasn't a believer, which is different, which I think comes down to saying like, okay— you can be a disciple, you can go, go you can be going to church, you can read your Bible, you can have every verse memorized, you can have all these good deeds and all these good works. That has nothing to do with your salvation, and it does not save you at all. It doesn't save you. And ultimately, I think it's talk about I think it's I don't know, I just recently came to this idea that maybe it also seems to be underlining like this hint at kind of like false false prophets or false teachers, I guess, right? He will cut off every branch in me that does not bear fruit, right? We know that you cannot bear fruit if you're apart from Christ, right? But if you're in Christ, you will bear fruit. We even see that in, what is that, verse 4, I think? Um, and verse 5 actually mentions that. And then, yeah, so um, so that's what I was thinking. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. Um. You know, so I think, okay, yeah, um, I think it's referencing a non-believer in this first half, whereas in the second half of this verse, it's referencing a believer who is producing fruits, you know, to be pruned. So it's like it's cutting off. Now, uh, let's go back to that word. Uh, it was branch in the first half. Klamos. Um, Klamos? Yeah, Klamos. I'm, I'm going back and forth from Greek words. Klamos um, uh, being a flexible uh, or tender, no, it's a tender or flexible branch. I guess they're interchangeable. That's what Klamos is meaning here. So, so I, I think, I'll think of that like, like a believer, right? If I, I find this interesting, right? You're easier to fall. Like, let's say, like, I'll, I guess I'll use myself as an example, I guess is best. I would say it. Um, like, let's say I go a week without praying or out, reading my body, you know, without doing any of it, right? You know, I'm not giving care in the world, <laughs> you know? And I, I think people do this. People do do this, actually. Uh, I'm just using myself as an example because I'm an idiot. Um, so, you know, I'm going to be very easily, easy to, f- like, fall, right? I'm going to, I could easily fall back into any sin, you know? Um, and we all have our own personal uh, issues or demons, as some people like to say. Um, so I'll be, but if I remain strong in the Lord, if I'm, you know, daily in prayer, daily in reading the word, trying to understand it, meditate on it, you know, see how it applies to my life and how, you know, understanding what it means in that context and also trying to, trying to see how it applies to my life and how I can benefit it and use it for others, blessing, you know, all these things, you know, you talk about like putting on the armor of God. When you're talking about a flexible or a, or, uh, a tender uh, branch, right? You're thinking about like a flexible, uh, you know, they talk about it can bend, but it can't break, right? And I'm thinking, you know, if you're, if you're very strong in your faith, you know, you're very found, you know, you have a very strong foundation in Christ, right? You're not going to bend. You're not going to, you know, you know, bend, right? You're not going to, you know, wiggle around or all that. So I, I think that's what it's referencing. It's talking about people who are like right on the, the edge of Christ, but aren't in Christ. Do you know what I mean? You talk, um, you know, I, I would like to use examples here, but I feel like I would be saying something incorrect. Uh, someone, basically someone who claims to be a believer, but isn't truly a believer. I'm not saying I know who that is or not, but, but, you know, God would know, of course, you know, 
So it's like someone like that, you know, maybe they're out here uh, preaching, teaching a word or, uh, I don't know, studying the word, I guess is the best thing. But they aren't actually truly dedicated to Christ and they haven't truly dedicated their life to Christ. So I think that's what it's referencing here is it's talking about they will be cut off. Now, the reason I say that, and you're thinking about, you're probably thinking, well, why doesn't it mean somebody who's just weak in their faith but aren't truly saved? And that's, uh, honestly, I was like, at first I was like, okay. But then it, uh, what is it? Is it verse 6? If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in fire, uh, thrown into fire, and burned. Um... Yeah, and I was like, okay, now wait a minute, you know, uh, well, I couldn't burn if I was going to be, if I'm saved, I'm not going to be burned, right, you know, I'm not going to burn in like a fire, you know, like, you talk about being like trials of fire and all that, Um, so I was like, what is that talking about, because there's actually, where is it, let me get it, Um, there's two words for burned, actually, it's not, I don't know why I have that up, um, is it Keo? Kero? I think, is that the right one? I think it is. Um, okay, yeah. So, um, um, Keo uh, is the Greek word here, and it, it has two different meanings. And uh, here, here, I'll give you one. Um, the first meaning is to set fire to or to light. Um, uh, a way you could describe this is in... Uh, if you go to John chapter 5, verse 35, it actually references this, or it uses this definition specifically. It says, John was a lamp that burned and gave light, and you chose for a time to enjoy his light. Now, John, being John the Baptist here, was a lamp that burned. Now, this definition is implying that he was a light, right? He was a, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? He was a light showing the right way, right? We even know that John the Baptist was like um Shoot, I always mess this up, man. He was uh, prepared the way. That's what it's called. I always mess that up. Um, so that's one of the meanings. And, and that's a, I think that's one good definition. You can look that up too in uh, John 5, 35. But here, right, um, in verse, is it verse 6? At the very end, it talks about burned. Same word, I guess, in English. But in the Greek, it's the same Greek, but it has the other um, meaning. It, uh, the meaning being to, uh, to burn, uh, consume with fire actually and you're like okay i couldn't be consumed with fire if i'm going to be if i'm saved through christ you know i don't have to worry about that you know like you know satan and and death and i guess all the wicked you know that's that's something they're going to be consumed by fire right you're like okay if 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 verse two is implying both halves being saved then then that half you can't be burned like why would you be burned why would you wouldn't you wouldn't wither away. I, I think it's referencing that the first half of verse 2 is referencing a non-believer here. I, I think that's what it's talking about. So, um, okay, so, um, you know, you'll be like, you know, uh, if you're not producing fruit, you know, you'll be cut off, you'll be thrown in, burned and, and uh, consumed by fire or whatever. And you're like, okay, uh, if you, some people might say, oh, uh, that means that, you know, you're not saved without works. And uh, where I would, you know, we go back to like being a disciple or going to church doesn't actually save you. Just like your works don't save you. But rather that, like um, that um, when you get saved, the, the, the fruits you produce are a sign of your salvation. They confirm your salvation. They, they don't save you. They have nothing to do with saving you. They have to do with the confirmation 
that you are a new creation and and that it affects you personally it affects you spiritually that that you have changed right and you're pursuing christ right so when you talk about um like oh uh when these people are uh cut off every branch in me uh you know i'm talking about like uh false teachers or uh you know whatever whatever you want to say false prophets who are proclaiming to be believers or whatever else but aren't truly believers and you know i you know like I said before, God's the only one who would probably, you know, who really could tell specifically whether or not somebody is saved, and that's up to him, anyways. Um, you uh, you have to look at like um, uh, it says this, and you're like, okay, uh, what is it? Is it verse three? It says verse three says you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. And you're like, okay, now wait a minute. Is verse three saying that both, you know, that even the ones who get burned? You know, they're still saved, right? They're still saved, but they lost their salvation. Or that even though they got burned, they still are saved. And, and even the latter half, the second half. I'll be like, no, no. Verse 3 is specifically referencing only the second half of verse 2. That's what it's talking about. So when you see here when it says, uh, you are already clean because of the word I, being Jesus, have spoken to you. So you, you referencing, so you is referencing the second half here. Um, every... I guess right. Uh, while every branch that does bear fruit, uh, he prunes, so it will bear even more fruit. While every believer, I guess is what you might say, uh, bears fruit. Um, you are already clean. Clean, I think, uh, specifically re- referencing your cleanseness from sin. Not that you're not sinful right now, but that you have been purified by the blood of Christ. And that, you know, uh, when Christ comes back, you know, when we're all raised from the dead, that you will be purified, made new. Um, uh, because of the word I have spoken to you, yet again, I think you is also referencing the same you at the very start of verse 3, referencing back to the second half of verse 2. We see that uh, uh, because of the word I have spoken, this is not talk about, oh, you read your Bible, you're saved. Actually, I, I what where's the word? Uh, it's, it's I know it's logos, and uh, there are like a trillion different definitions of logos, man. And it's killer. Um, But specifically what this one is referencing, the Greek word here for verse 3 for word is logos or lagos. Um, Some people probably know that already. I don't know. Um, It's specifically, uh, it's a doctrine or it's it's basically, uh, it's like the gospel. I I guess in our terms, it would be like the gospel here. I think it's referencing uh, any believer at this point, but it's because uh, the word or your faith is, uh, in Christ, salvation uh, is what the word is referenced. You are saved, or I didn't read that right. Um, you are already clean, being your cleanse of your sin because of your faith or your belief in the word. Um, referencing any believer, this uh, the second half of that verse two um, be, uh, word I have spoken to you. So I think that's what that's referencing actually. Uh, and even then, uh, when you look at logos, I think that's the even the correct. I mean, there how many? There are like a, there are like well over a dozen different definitions of logos. So, but I'm pretty sure that's the correct one. I mean, I like I said, I could be wrong on all this. I don't know. That's up for you guys. To, you know, you study the scriptures. I get I guess yourself. That's kind of what you're supposed to do, anyways. But that's kind of where I'm going with this. So, even then, like like think about it like this, um, verse. Or um, remain in me as I also remain in you. 
No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine, being Jesus Christ. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me, also being Jesus Christ again. <laughs> uh, I don't like having to reemphasize that, but I do it anyways. Um, so remain in me as I also remain in you. Um, so uh, you you cannot bear, you, uh, no branch can bear fruit by itself. Uh, where did I, I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, the branch can't uh, bear fruit without the vine. Also meaning the we can't produce fruits apart from Christ, right? So you, yeah, uh, somebody, I heard this, I heard this phrase literally yesterday. Um, I can do nothing good for God without God. So it, it, less Christ is in your life, you, you really can't do much. Um, and you're like, oh, well, what about like helping an old lady across the street? Think about it like this, right? Think about like a life or death situation. Um, let's say you have some, I don't know, some... You could say some blind guy or some elderly person. You know they they're waiting across the street, whatever. They hear the little tink on on the on the sign that you know it's their time to walk across the street without getting hit. They're walking across the street and out of nowhere a car's coming by, right? I mean they're they're driving fast and furious, Tokyo drift style, right? You see uh, <laughs> Vin Diesel. I don't know. Uh, and then somebody or you know you run out there, you see them and you you like push them out of the way. You tackle them out of the way and save their life, right? Now, I'm not saying that's not a good thing, right? But but what we're saying here is that that although uh, no branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. These fruits are a blessing and uh, they frankly help uh, not only to spread the word and to bless others, but to bless yourself and your family and your friends and to be a, rep- a better representation for Christ. So going back to that uh, you know, that saving a person from getting killed. Yeah, you may have saved them from dying in that moment, right? And, you know, but eventually down the road, right, we all know they're going to die, right? Just like me and you, we're going to die. I, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know when. It's kind of kind of fun to think about if you think about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, but the ultimate thing is um, neither uh, can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And, and really, the whole emphasis of this vine and branches, one of the biggest things is it's consistently consistently telling you remain in me remain in christ that's what it's telling you it's telling you about all the good things um uh even in uh verse eight it says this is my father's glory that you bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples right uh you're 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 a believer in christ you're a true believer and you're you're consistently producing these fruits consistently having these fruits and bearing these fruits that are getting pruned from God, right, so that you can bear more fruits and be more fruitful and be a blessing and an honor and glorify uh, the Father. So, I don't know. I got really stuck on verse 2, and it took me forever to to get that. But I don't know. That's where I'm really thinking. It kind of, really, ultimately, verses 1 through, what is it, 17 kind of talks about it. But the parable really just ends at verse 8. It really just, it talks about how you know remain in me. You'll produce many fruits. If you're not in me, you won't produce fruits, and those fruits will wither away and burn. And it's glory, uh, you know, all this. I didn't really talk about verse seven because it kind of out of left field. Uh, but also is it, it, this whole this whole section here is consistently consistently slapping you in the face, saying remain in me, remain in my word, uh, stay in prayer, stay in the word, stay in fellowship, study the Bible, meditate on it. 
Uh, focus on me on your in your daily life nonstop, right? Get rid of all these uh, distractions, um, things that could possibly be pushing towards some addiction that you want to go back to, or some some sin, some struggle that maybe you maybe you even still deal with today. I, I you know I don't know. Um, you know, let it go. Focus solely on me, so I will produce fruit in your life, right? Uh, that tree, that tree I was talking about, how Jesus Christ being the tree, us being the branches, uh, you have God the Father who planted the seed that was turned into the tree, that Jesus Christ, and you have like the sun and the rain, which is kind of the, the nutrients for that tree being a representation of the of the Holy Spirit that that uh, the sun uh, points onto the tree or or the the rain falls into the ground and gets in the root and and goes through the tree, uh, through the branches to produce fruits. I mean, this, this frankly, along from that, that's also a reference to the Trinity. Um, I'm not really going to get into that. But it's talking about how even even the, the Holy Spirit is a very big involvement in your life, as a believer in your life. Uh, I, I think Holy Spirit can be a very big involvement in somebody who isn't saved um, life. But it's it's a little different in that context. So I, I don't know. I That's what I, I got out of this. It was really difficult for me to... To get around this, because when I first read that, I thought it was only talking about like, you know, some people are saved and they lose their salvation, and then we get into stuff like James, was it chapter two, I think, and then I talked about like Hebrews six four, oh yeah, Hebrews six. I don't did I mention that Hebrews six four through I think it's four through eight. That's not actually that's talking about a non-believer, by the way. I understand the context, but the context actually could apply if that's that's if. If um this if verse two was actually talking about a believer who lost their salvation, it's not talking about a believer, but you could apply that there if that was the right context, but it's not. So, but no, no, Hebrews six four through eight or something. That's that's specifically talking about if you look at the context, it's talking about someone who isn't isn't actually saved yet. It's talking about somebody who's like on the verge or right there, but then say, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to get into a lecture. Um. That's really all I got for me. Um, Yeah. I mean, you look at like verse 18 going on to the rest of that chapter 15. It talks about the world hates the disciples. Talk about how like, you know, if the world hates you, remember that they hated me first being Christ. Uh, You know, it wasn't something difficult to understand. I just got really stuck really in that first that first part of chapter 15 right there. That first few verses really struck me. Um. And I, I don't know, I've been spending the last 48 hours trying to look at context and look at videos of people, and I had to look up so much Greek stuff, man. Ah, oh, this is so fun, and yet irritating at the same time. I need to go off, get off. Um, It's close to midnight, and I got to get up in the morning, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately. But, um, yeah, I, that's really my conclusion on that topic specifically um maybe maybe you agree with me maybe maybe there was something more i could have went in depth on i'm sure there is i mean i didn't even give you the i didn't read all those verses in greek so there's a lot more stuff to be understood in that um maybe you have more to say on it maybe you think i'm wrong on something or everything you're you're welcome to you know let me know let me know what you think you can email us at the i guess the msg podcast will be in the description so um yeah i don't i don't know 
We'll see you next time I, I do a recording session because I really don't like recording alone. Uh, I guess I guess if you really want an episode alone, you better hope I, I get run into another verse like this. And I just gotta <laughs> break it down because it kills me. And the the only reason I I frankly I no I'm not saying it's wrong to talk about the Bible. It's just like the reason I, I can't get this off my chest is because I don't really have anybody to talk about this with. So I kind of just throw all this out here to anybody who listens, hoping that it you know maybe maybe you were talking you were debating salvation once being saved always saved or losing your salvation which is something i uh, you know something i'm kind of going into with uh, the catholics thinking you lose your salvation which is completely unbiblical and i stand by that or maybe there was something in it maybe you were going through john 15 and you're like ah, i wonder what the vine and the branches are talking about uh i i hope that was somewhat useful or maybe it gave you a little more insight or a little more encouragement to i guess study further in depth in the word um yeah i i did have a hebrew word up there uh it really didn't have anything i'm not gonna lie it didn't have anything to do with the the thing it was it was a reference to eros or cuts off but it's in hebrew it has a, a similar meaning but it's not the same either way i don't really know hebrew uh i'm not i'm not doing that i hardly know greek and yeah so yeah, email us. Let me know. Um, I hope y'all have a blessed day. And uh, yeah, take care. Um, David would say, "Bawing, peace."